0: What is going on? This is your Thursday Age of Let's Talk Sports. What's up? Trying to get a co-host in here. I don't even know if I want to have time to get one. I'm gonna to try to make this show really quick, but I got a lot of stuff to talk about with the upcoming Ohio State and recruiting special for the Buckeyes as well. Then we got a lot of stuff from the Columbus dispatch. Unfortunately, you gotta pay for that. I'm not doing that. And then we have um some questions to ask you guys, the loyal listeners. Then we have On This Day in Sports History, previewing odds, predictions, player to watch, uh, some stats and all that stuff. Um, and then a logo drop, going to happen on January 1st for my show. So really excited about that. Waiting for the graphic designer to uh, make it. Kind of had a little bit of confusion there. Should have been already been done but I don't like text messages and DMs and all that crap because I don't understand what's going on because it's all you miss a lot of information there. But anyways, I don't even want to get into that. So let's get into the top headlines like we usually do and start in the show. Let's roll! Okay, Michigan Wolverines. I don't like talking about Michigan, but they're on top headline. Daxton Hill, questionable for college football semifinals um, at the Orange Bowl. So... An all-Big Ten selection is not currently in Miami as the Wolverines prepare to play Georgia in the college football playoffs. I believe that's tomorrow. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh left open the possibility that Hill could join the team in time for Friday's game. So you only got less than 24 hours there, kid. Quote, he's working through something right now, Harbaugh said during Thursday's news conference. We'll know more today whether he'll be able to play. Now, this was dropped earlier at 10 o'clock, so we don't know... That's still a high update here. Hill, sophomore, ranks on the team, second on the team, 65 tackles, two interceptions, tied for the team lead in pass breakups with seven. So kind of interesting what happens there. Going to Pittsburgh. Michigan to Pennsylvania. The Steel City. Pittsburgh. Hate Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger says Monday Night Football versus Cleveland Browns like his last game at Heinz Field. Probably going to play – I don't know if he's going to finish the rest of the season – Maybe he's going to finish this next game and be done on Monday Night Football. I have no clue what he's going to do, but he's done. Quote, looking at the bigger picture, I would say all signs are pointing to this could be it. Regular season, that is. Um, I know we still have a chance to potentially get a playoff game there if things fall our way and we take care of business and things have to happen. In the grand scheme of things, in terms of regular seasons, signs are pointing that way that this could be it. There's a quote from Big Ben. 18-year career with the Steelers being drafted 11th overall in 2004. Um, Two-time Super Bowl winner. 63,721 passing yards. 416 touchdowns. uh, Six Pro Bowl selections. I know he's going... Kind of hung on a little bit too long. Did he hang on a little bit too long? All the Pittsburgh Steelers fans. There's a lot of them out there. Terrible towels. Wave them. Shut up. Because I don't like you. So... Anyways, I was going to have a question in there, but I got all excited about yelling at you, Pittsburgh fans. Um, does he, is he a pro? I, I know he's a pro bowler, but is he a Hall of Famer? That's the question I was looking for. Pittsburgh fans, NFL fans, is Big Ben a Hall of Fame quarterback in the NFL? And is he going to be up there? Anyways, next, Denver Nuggets, coach Michael Malone, three players in our NBA's COVID protocol lists. Um, I think they're they are they're not going to play the Golden State Warriors, or it is in jeopardy. Actually, the Thursday night game is in jeopardy. Nuggets coach Michael Malone entered the league's health and safety protocols Thursday, while the team said forwards Jeff Green, Zeke Naji, and guard Bones Highland had also entered. More staff members, including two assistant coaches, have also entered the protocol list. So, kind of interesting to see what happens there. Top headlines for your Thursday. Let's keep her moving. All right, topic of conversation. Got a lot to discuss. We have, This is Ohio State versus Utah show and Ohio State recruiting show. We got double-decker of shows here, um, so it's kind of anxious to see what we're going to do. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. i going to try to hit all these different points. Got a lot of articles brought up. Like I said, the Columbus Dispatch makes you pay. I mean, it's only a dollar, but I'm not going to do that. But sorry, Columbus Dispatch. So hire me in as a beat writer or something for you guys and... I might pay the dollar. <laughs> Zingo! Been listening to all kinds of different podcasts. Now that I, have, I kind of have a, fr- a little bit more freedom at my job, um, I'm a field technician, lab technician, all kinds of different things. Uh, multitasker at the position that I'm at. So I have my own little Ford F 150 truck that I travel around. Been up to Arcanum, Greenville, uh, Ro- Rossburg. About an hour away from here so i was pretty cool out in the country out in the middle of nowhere checking the aeration systems uh for the wastewater pretty cool doing the sampling and all that yep shit water that's correct that's what i do and anyways so i get a lot of freedom driving up there an hour up there hour back all that stuff driving driving around so i sink which is really cool this is the first time i ever done this in a vehicle, I synced my phone to the Bluetooth and all that, which is awesome because I'm way behind the times in tech savviness. I'll tell you that much. That's a fact. So it's pretty sweet that I, you know, you get the phone calls in, it's all surround sound and crap and the music and the podcast and all that's really cool. So I've been listening to Pat McAfee, I've been listening to all these different, I don't even know why I promote different people. AJ Hawk's on there though, by the way, that's the reason why I uh, listen to him um but pat mcafee i guess he's like big huge guy he used to be a kicker a punter for the indianapolis Colts. um it's not what you know it's who you know kids a lot of people that he's came in contact with to be able to do this podcast plus he went to college for communication as well so he knows how to do it and he he does it well i've listened to him does a pretty good job um but someone like me that's a no-namer low end guy. We talked away. We want to talk. He, I'm gonna give him props. We're talking about John Madden passing away. Oh, I forgot about all that. I just didn't even didn't even get to do a segment for John Madden. Dad gone it. He used to play all of his Madden games and all that stuff. Love John Madden. Never saw him coach though, but he's I guess he's a big time coach as well at Super Bowl. But um just passed away the other day at night, eighty five years old. God bless him. God bless his family. And that prayers go out to everybody that knew him, that was around him. Apparently, he was an awesome guy. I've never met him, but uh, real genuine. Came out in his broadcast as well. You knew that. Pat Summerall is a really good guy as well. Um, you can tell by because they got along with each other. And uh, Al Michaels was on the Pat McAfee show. which is pretty cool. I hope every, I hope someone goes on my show. That'd be pretty awesome. But I'm just a low-end no-namer, so it's all good trying to make it in this world. But uh, hopefully... Someone at least. All it takes is one person to listen to you, and you move up. So let's get going here. I know. I wish I'd. If I had a co-host, it'd probably be a lot better. You get more listeners and all that stuff. Suppose I'm supposed to be going on another podcast here soon, in the next couple of days. Um, haven't gotten in contact with them, but uh, maybe it's a Saturday. I think it's Saturday, so I'm off Saturday. That's good. Today's my Friday. Got off a little early, getting the daughter, and I have her. Maybe I'll have her on the show tomorrow. I need to get some picks in because we got that college football playoff thing tomorrow. Um, I wanna. I'm. I already told you guys what I'm doing. I hate the SEC. I pro, I'm not gonna put no money on it, but uh, Cincinnati and Michigan. So I want in the championship. There you go. You just got it right here. Why? Because I hate the SEC. There's your answer. Uh, even though the Georgia has the Bulldogs and Bulldogs, my favorite dog, but I'd like to see the Big Ten in there and then uh no non uh, big Power Five conference in the championship. That'd be pretty sweet. Anyway, so this is like. The first thing we we're going to talk about, but I can't really read everything that I want. So this is uh, the assistant, Matt Barnes. I know i talk, uh listened to a little bit of the Ohio State podcast and stuff, a couple of them and all that. Uh, Listen to Letterman Row. Um, and there's like a Buckeye talk, which is pretty cool. Um, so a little bit about this thing. Matt, Matt Barnes, the assistant uh, coach, talking about how it's been a particular early on, it's mulchish year, he said. Um, he's only thirty-five years old. He's not focused on his job or anything in jeopardy. He's focusing on the Rose Bowl game, and we're gonna we have some questions about that as well here soon. But again, I says off the Columbus Dispatch. You can pay a dollar to sign up for six months. Now I'm not getting any proceeds off this. Um, so yeah, there's there's the only thing that I know about it. Do I know Matt Barnes personally? No. I've only been to one Ohio State football game ever in my whole entire freaking life. And uh, so I, I can't, I don't really follow it like all they do. They live in Columbus, A.J. Hawk and all them. They're all right there getting all their information from their producers and side people and all that stuff. But I'm just going off the Google here. So, yeah, Matt Barnes is younger than me, dang. It'd be nice to have a, a job like that when an assistant coach at Ohio State, 35, she's two years younger than me. So future uncertain for him, though we'll see what happens. But one of them's got to go on the coaching staff, so it's anxious to see what's going to happen there. All right, next we have Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. They have opted out of the Rose Bowl. They're going to play in the NFL. Wonder where over under first first overall picks are they going to go first overall? Not first overall, but in the in the first round. So that's going kind to of anxious to see where Wilson and Olave end up in the NFL draft. So here's some combined stats for you. Stats, facts, and figures. That's what I do, baby. Get some. Wilson combined for 73 receptions, 1,155 yards, and 11 touchdowns over his first two seasons before taking his game to another level this year. As a junior, he's only 6 foot tall, 188 pounds. He's caught 70 passes just in this season. Over a 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns. Combining with Alave and and Jigba to form arguably the best receiving trio in the country. And none of them were named for the best wide receiver in the country. Tell me that one. SEC committee can kiss my white ass. And that's what I said. White ass. Getting tired of all these committee people. All three of them had over a thousand yards and not even a one in the best wide receiver category. Bolitnikoff award, I think that's what it is. Um, Wilson expected to be in the first round draft pick. Lave could be right there with him. Alave a senior, 65 catches, 936 yards, 13 touchdowns this season. A little short, about 54 um, yards short for 1,000. My bad. Sorry about that. Over four years, Columbus and Columbus, Alave combined 176 receptions, 2,711 yards, and 35 touchdowns. And Jigba, who led the Buckeyes with 80 catches and 1,259 yards, is his second Season at Ohio State and not yet eligible to be in the draft. So, and Jig was going to be back. So, kind of anxious to see what's going on there. Um, Petit Ferrer arrived at Ohio State as a five star recruit in 2018, ended up spending two seasons as a starting tackle, on, uh, one on the right side and another on the left. I don't know what we're talking about. Those are these. These are also opting out. So, Petit Ferrer, uh, and Garrett also, out, uh, opt out. A few, uh, Years as a backup, Garrett emerged as one of the Big Ten's best defensive tackles. Over the past two seasons, he's gone as well. I didn't even see this as I was reading through the article. I, all I looked at it was Wilson and Lave. That sucks because they're gone. So, I, and we need them as we need as much help as we can get in the defensive side, especially stopping the run. And we're going to talk more about that as well. Questions coming up right now. Here's some questions because. I wrote this down. Does the bowl games mean that much this season because of COVID? And what about the players who's seniors last year? Um, I know I listened to a couple of p- podcasts the other day as well, and it kind of made me want to... As Throughout the week, I'll go on my little notepad and write some different good articles and stuff, whatever I listen to in a podcast, stuff like that, and discuss it um, in my podcast show, Hey, Dills Talk Sports. What's up? So um anyways they're talking about how some people like you know they do, the bowl games don't mean really that much there's a lot of bowl games canceled i think there's another bowl game canceled today um bowl game canceled like yesterday or something like that due to covid and all that stuff protocols so i don't that's a whole nother episode and something to talk about which is like more political than i talk about because i don't want to do all that clay travis type stuff i'm just going to stick with sports but um I, 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 that's what I want to say. Like the 2% of people only make it, 2% of the NCAA football players only make it to the NFL. And they probably only last what? Four years is the life expectancy of an NFL player once you reach there. Maybe not even that. Might be less than that. Um, so all these 98% of student athletes and the college football don't make it. So 98% are wanting to play this last game. So I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. I, I'm sorry. It's not up to me. I wish it was. We'd all play all through the year because I had a friend a couple years back when COVID first started coming out. We didn't know what was going on. She told me, we're all going to get it. It's just a matter of if your immune system is good or not. It's basically just like the flu, which they said a couple years back. Conservative side said it. The Dem- Democrats said, no, the flu vaccine is going to help you out. People are dying with the flu vaccine. People are dying with the Omicron. People are dying without the vaccine. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's just all your personal individual health, your individual um, immunity. I mean, that's all it is. You can't just pinpoint it on something else. But anyways, they're figuring that out. Now it's just like, oh, well, we we'll just have to deal with it. Yep. And they dropped from 14 days quarantine to five days quarantine. It's going to keep on dropping. Trust me on that. They're losing a lot of money. These businesses are, I'll tell you that much. NFL and college and bowl games and all that. Heard that they get insurance. I guess you're allowed to get an insurance policy. I heard two bros and a cup of joe is my favorite, by the way. What's up? LeVar Arrington. I hope you guys are listening in. That'd be sweet. Uh, get on my show. That'd be sweet. Then Brady Quinn. What's up, bro? Notre Dame, fighting Irish. I'm not a big fan, but, uh, you know, whatever. It seems like you're conservative, so that's cool. Um, but, you know, as you guys can... Hop on my podcast whenever you want, if I let you. Gotta <laughs> talk to my assistant. No, I'm just playing, my my daughter. But anyways, so didn't want to go off on that tangent. Let's take a look at um, some recruiting a little bit on the Bucknuts. Country's number three linebacker says his interest in Ohio State is high. So kind of looking forward to that. Rose Bowl against Ohio State means grand opportunity. Utah players say so. For the Pac-12, Utah has an opening with a lot of players with the scouting and all that as well. Playing Ohio State, so there you go. Then I just then run. A, I'm trying to get rid uh, done with this show real quick. I mean, I'm in daughter getting ready to get my daughter and all that stuff. So it's gonna be a quick show. I mean, I apologize in advance, um, but. It's just the way it is. Utah quarterback Cam Rising on Ohio State's defense. So let's listen to what he has to say. Uh, Quote, just really focus on their disguises and making sure that I can see through their disguises and make sure I know, have an idea of what the coverage is, even if I don't, being able to adjust on the flip and being ready to whatever or for whatever they bring, unquote. So Rising said the Utes watched early film on the Buckeyes, but Ohio State has changed its defense philosophy significantly. Now I remember when we were talking about that um, about a month ago or whatever, when the Ohio State were just playing one high safety and then just playing man across the board and they were getting blown up and they finally changed it up. Um, so on playing Ohio State providing extra motivation. So it's, it just kind of makes us, I don't even know who's saying this. Oh, doesn't even tell me who's talking about it. A stupid, Anyways, screw buck nuts. You didn't even give me a good article. Anyway, but we're ta- We're just focusing on the number three linebacker for the recruiting side of it. Um, his interest is very, very high, and for some reason, it's not letting me show um, who his name is. Uh, <laughs> anyways, oh that sucks. Well, I'm sitting here looking at this article, and it's not even letting me see who it is. And, but it says it's on here at the 24 seven sports, but it like joint, you got, you got to pay for that too. One month for only a dollar. Everybody's a dollar a month, dollar a month, dollar six months. It's ridiculous. All right. Next one, Utah running back. I don't know if you guys remember this, but Thomas Tavion, I think his name is Tavion Thomas. He, um, was going to go Ohio state. I read, I heard about this on a podcast. I forget who it was. But he was supposed to go to Ohio State. They told him to go to JUCO, Junior College. And so he didn't want to do that. Then he goes, well, I think he plays for Cincinnati or something for a, a year, but I think he didn't make it, didn't make the team or something like that. So then he ended up going to JUCO anyways. then bettering himself. And I guess there was some kind of academic eligibility problems or issues or whatever, so he, he got that. And... So he, he, he had to work on himself. So Ohio State was right about what he needed to do. It's just now he's, he's hating on Ohio State now because he had to go through the process because he wasn't quite ready yet, went through the process. Now he's in Utah, one of the best running backs in the country. So after losing a chance to join the Buckeyes, Thomas said he has a love-hate relationship with the Ohio State and hopes to show them what they missed out on. Using the sudden ending to his recruitment as additional motivation for the matchup. I mean, it's it, it sucks that we didn't get him. I mean, it sucks that you had to go through all that kind of process thing to better yourself as an athlete and academically and professionally or whatever. If he ends up going NFL, um, seeing how the system works, seeing all this stuff. So, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Anyways, sorry about that, but you made yourself better for it. Now. Here's another um nice little thing that we're gonna talk about here. CJ Stroud, I saw this um, a couple days ago. He calls out the UCLA and USC fan environment. Let's just um let's just pull the brakes back a little bit because I know CJ was, was that's something that happened like what, a couple weeks ago or something, but the Michigan game saying he was sick and he couldn't yell at the plays and all that stuff, and they're telling him to shut up. Probably not a good time to speak. Here's another opinion. For me, I think you just shut up. Play the game, shut up. And then if you're really good, like T.O. or something like that, and you can prove your, prove yourself, I mean, again, CJ is really, really good. But you're a college kid. You're um, from Southern California, which is okay. I'm reading it right here. So he, um, I don't know what I'm trying to get at with that, but I'm just saying uh, just shut up and play the game. Um, here's Joe Ritty off Twitter, how state quarterback CJ Stroud on SoCal kids going out of state. You go to USC and UCLA games. And quite honestly, it's just kind of boring with all the people. They kind of just are there on vacation. You go to the other schools out of state and their fans are kind of like fanatics, but obviously it's big Ten. I don't know if that had anything to do. I don't, maybe that's a whole different thing that I went on a tangent on, but, um, yeah, CJ is talking about how UCLA and all them are boring. The Pac-12 isn't really that great. He's probably getting flack from that. But anyways, and we'll move on to the next one. This is another Columbus Dispatch one. I'm um, not going to be really be able to talk about it. Um, but this is their opportunity, it says. And it's for the other wide receivers for Ohio State because Alave and uh, Wilson are not going to be in the lineup. And they opted out. So all these other guys that are coming in need to step up and fill the role and fill the void, obviously. So there's that. There's your little segment for that. Now we're going to do on this day in uh, sports history. It's been a long time since I've done this little segment. Um, we don't have that much left to go, so we're just want to hurry up and knock this out. On this day in sports history, December 30th, back in 1962, NFL championship, the National Football League championship, Yankee Stadium in New York City, Green Bay Packers beat the New York Giants 16-7. to MVP was Ray Nitschke of the Green Bay linebackers, back when actually defense was really good. Speaking of Joe Madden, here you go. AFC Championship, 1973 AFC Championship, Miami Orange Bowl. Miami Dolphins beat Oakland Raiders 27-10. NFL coach and sportscaster John Madden. Uh, Let's see. Uh, 1975, I don't know what this is. Soccer player, I don't even know about soccer. I don't even know how to say his name. Ballon Dior. Uh, Dynamo Kiev forward Oleg Blokhin claims award for best European football player ahead of former winners Bayern Munich, defender Franz Beckenbauer and Ajax forward, uh, is that Ajax? Cool. Uh, Johan Cruyff. Johan Cruyff. Anyways, there's some lot of little soccer stuff, which I'm not going to mention. NHL, 1981, December 30th. Way back. Over 30, 35 years ago, Wayne Gretzky scores five goals and an assist in Edmonton's 7-5 win over Philadelphia. Yeah, I, Did you hear that correctly? Wayne Gretzky, the great one. Five goals in a game for Edmonton over Philly. Gives Gretzky 50 goals in 39 games. The fastest 50-50 and 50 in NHL history. Also sets an NHL record with 15-game assist streak. The great one. We always forget that one. The great one. We're going to fast forward to 2008. December 30th, on this day in sports history segment, 2008 NFL head coach Mike Shanahan is fired by the Denver Broncos. There's a nice little picture of good old Mike Shanahan. What up, Mike? Hey, Mikey, you want to be on the show? All right, fast forward 10 years later, 2018, December 30th, Patrick Mahomes becomes only the second quarterback in NFL history to throw through 5,000 yards. 50 touchdowns during Kansas City Chiefs 35-3 win over the Raiders back when it was Oakland. Achieves both marks with third quarter 89-yard TD pass to Demarcus Robinson. Hey, Mrs. Robinson, Jesus loves you more than you would know. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Anyways, are they going to go all the way? I'm glad that you started doing good for me in the end of the season after I didn't make the playoffs. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Do not go on my podcast and do not contact me. I am just playing. So there's your uh, top ones. There's one for 2020, but uh, San Antonio assistant Becky Hammond becomes first female to coach an NBA team after Spurs head coach Greg Povich is ejected in a 121-107 loss to the L.A. Lakers. And that just happened last year. Um, so there you go. And there is all the segments. No, it's not all the segments because we're going into – we're flip-flopping all over the place here right now. Ohio State versus Utah preview. We talked about this leading up to all this. They have a 68% chance of winning this game. But like I said, this is going to be a similar matchup against Michigan. And we don't even have all the players. So hopefully we can get something going here on the defensive side. Where offense is set. I don't have an issue with the offense. It's going to be on ESPN at 5 o'clock. But. Really, I don't know if you want to pinpoint an actual player. I mean, I said there was going to be a player to watch. I'm actually just going to look on the Ohio State defense, their run defense. Because I don't think rising—this is what I said in the beginning of the Michigan game. Let that dude beat you. What was his name? McNamara, the quarterback. Just let McNamara beat you. If you lose by that, then you lose by that. But you got to take away something. And they sure as hell didn't take away the Michigan run game because we got ran all over up and down the field all game long. It's ridiculous. So you don't want Thomas running all over on you. You don't want rising. you, You want rising to throw. That's all I'm saying. Let him throw. I mean, he has over twenty-two hundred passing yards, which is not bad. Eighteen TDs and five interceptions. He's better in McNamara, So this might even be a harder matchup because they can start running the ball with Thomas, and then start going some play-action pass and getting Keith Queeth o- open. Um, I think that's how you say his name, Queeth. Q K U I T H E Keith. Keith. Keith? Keith. Anyways, but um. I just need we just need I know our offense. Stroud's gonna get his. Henderson's gonna get his. Smith Jimba's gonna get his. But we just gotta have that Ohio State defense and everything. Where does it start at? Where's KJ at? Where's my daughter at? It starts in the trenches, kid. Rose Bowl $71, which ain't too bad for a Rose Bowl game. Just getting out there to Pasadena, California is the issue. Utah favored by four and a half, over under 64. Utah's actually favoring this, which is crazy. But give me Ohio State. Outright and give me over because Ohio State's State's going to blow it up. 551.1 total yards of offense. They're going to show you how to do this. But Utah beat Oregon 38-10, which is really good. So kind of anxious to see how they go. I mean, I'm getting blown up here. We're getting a lot of calls. We're getting ready to go out to dinner here a second. So I have to get out of here. Um, like I said, O-line, D-line starts in the trenches. How's the defense going to handle the run game for Utah and Thomas? Uh, 58 degrees there in Pasadena. Like I said, they're favored by four and a half, Utah is. So that's kind of crazy. Um, and then 64 over under. So we're going to take that. Ohio State wins outright. And Ohio State goes, uh, they probably get 35 plus points on them uh, by themselves. That's what I'm hoping. I called that before in the Michigan game. and <laughs> It didn't really quite work out that well. But 317.8 yards uh, is what uh, Utah gives up. 195.3 passing yards allowed, um, which is pretty good for the pass defense. So their corners are pretty good, pretty well linebacks are pretty good. Uh, it's kind of anxious to see how, just like I said, high state defense kind of watch what we do. Um, hopefully we learned against Michigan, but anyways, so there's the show and I wanted to talk about the logo. It's going to drop January 1st, I'm trying to get a revamped show. I got my buddy, maybe possibly doing a new song for me. I don't know. It's probably not going to happen, but um we'll see what happens. Going into the start of the third season for uh AJ's Talk Sports as well and um maybe pay for this Columbus Dispatch thing. I don't know. Probably a dollar for 6 months. I so maybe you have to get the old bank account out and go into savings and pay for that to get more of these uh, articles out. Hopefully get a hold of these people. Maybe I should go on LinkedIn and uh Try to talk to these guys. Maybe start doing a beat writer and stuff like that as well too. And watch for next Tuesday on my Ageless Talk Sports YouTube channel because I'm still doing um, Catholic Central uh, Boys Varsity Basketball. So doing that as well. So really excited working full-time, doing my podcast on my YouTube, getting my logo done, trying to get all this research and information done, trying to save money, trying to start flipping houses. I'm trying to get dabbling in it all, boys. I'm a multitasker, throwing money around and um, trying to buy some land up down in Kentucky. Hopefully you're listening, Grandpa, because I want to get some land down there and our family land, bro. Anyways... Love you guys. God bless. Have a great weekend. But stay tuned listening for my show tomorrow. We're going to do some NFL picks for the weekend and possible UFC fights. All right. God bless. Love you guys.